Welcome back, everyone. We are, we have a very exciting show where the Dion girls have a special, special guest with us. And uh, so do you like Madison or Maddie? Let's just, let's just go with Maddie for today. Okay. Because that's how I know you. Yeah. Um, okay. So I have known Maddie for, since you were in grade three and yeah. you are now 18. Wow. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we I, she was, I worked at a school that you went to and um, we became close, especially in your later, like grade six, seven, eight. I would say it's really where we established a friendship. And uh, we have stayed friends, you know, because now you've just graduated high school in June of this year and we've stayed close. And today... We are going to be talking about um, mental health. Mostly we're going to focus on anxiety because both Meg and Maddie uh, do suffer from anxiety. And we think that this is a really important topic to really, you know, keep that conversation going and make it more not such a stigma. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we're really grateful that you came, Maddie, just to add to the conversation and and so that you two can share your experiences and, and maybe out th- we can help someone out there and you and know how to be a better support yes as well exactly, that's something yeah. we really want to talk about well yeah because that's what I was I felt for you Maddie yeah. right like yeah, it was definitely yeah like it was you were definitely going through some things and I felt like I was supportive but I also had that example of Meg at home so it was comfortable for me where some parents it's a bit more of a struggle anyways we um I did write a little blurb, which I'm just going to read because I think it's important to kind of start it. But mental health includes our emotional, um, physiological, and social well-being. It affects how we feel and act. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. So I think that um, with you guys suffering with from anxiety, no, I shouldn't say suffering. I hate that word. Sorry. I apologize for that word. Eh, it's kind of Don't true though. <laughs> I just think it's like you're not suffering though. It's just something you deal with. Maybe. Yeah, dealing yeah. with. You yeah, deal you with deal anxiety. With yeah, like how to get yeah. through, right? Because life is tough enough and then on top of it, you both deal with that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's just start out with like where did this all start for both of you? I don't know who wants to go first. Do you want to go first, Mike? Sure. Okay. I think mine was like age seven, yeah. I would say. And yeah, it was m- like mainly after my grandma passed away. I was going to say, started dealing with life a, and death and yeah, yours was a traumatic event. Yeah, and like I used to go in your room and like cry every night. And I was like, am I going to die in my sleep? And then it was like pretty bad from there. And then you ended up contacting my school, I think. And I used to like get pulled out of class and kind of go to like not therapy, but like I would talk to this other teacher and like she would give me breathing exercises. Then I've been to like therapy group therapy art therapy yeah throughout the years we definitely <laughs> we we tried everything right mm-hmm. with you yeah and dance was like mainly what worked yeah mm-hmm. and for you Maddie when did all of it start for you I think it was kind of gradual um but I think it really hit me like grade seven grade mm-hmm. eight um I had a friend who was like bullied me a lot like physically and emotionally so I think it just kind of caught up to me yeah and I'm grade seven it just Kind of yeah, fam. That's when I. My first recollection. My first. I don't know if you're comfortable with me saying. Yeah, yeah it's my first first recollection of it. it. Might have. It might. You might have a different memory, but mine was when we were doing high jump. Yeah. In the Definitely. gym, and you, uh, I just knew because I knew you so well. I was like, oh, something, something's really off. And we went out into the hall, and you couldn't see. Mm-hmm. Like you, it literally yeah. was black. Like you were like, I can't see, and I could tell you were really going through. Yeah, 
that was yeah that was my first anxiety attack and I remember it clear as day Mm -hmm. I thought I was gonna die yeah um we were doing high jump and I it was my turn and I just couldn't see the bar right like I couldn't see anything I was like it was all fuzzy Mm -hmm. sorry it's okay (laughs) yeah and then like it was just so difficult like I felt like I couldn't move even if my life depended on it yeah yeah I remember that like the back of my hand. Me too. I do. Yeah. I remember sitting on the bench out in mm-hmm. the foyer and just trying to talk yeah. talk to you and figure out is this like a is this something you're always dealing with or is this like a new thing? Like it was just like kind of the first time. So yeah. it was, you know, that kind of you know, what what can I do? And mm-hmm. And at that time were you hyperventilating or was yeah. it more silent? Yeah, no. Yeah. She was definitely she couldn't, couldn't breathe. breathe. Mm. She couldn't breathe at all. And she was like, I can't see and I can't breathe and I was just like, Oh my goodness, but Again, unfortunately, like not unfortunate, fortunately, I had dealt with stuff with you. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of knew what we were dealing with. Like Meg used to get um, panic attacks on Sunday nights, mm-hmm. like really bad, like to the point where there was a few times I almost had to call the ambulance because I couldn't calm her down. Like I didn't know what to do, but because I had dealt with that for a couple of years, I was kind of like, okay. Just talk to her. Just like be calm. Just be, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm not always the calmest in those situations. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're not my strong suit. But in those, for some reason, I felt like I could. Like I was like, okay, it's just you and I here. Nobody's here. We're just going to we're just going to talk. Yeah. And right. Yeah. Because I used to get scared to go to school on Monday every yeah. week. So Sunday nights were the worst for me. Because, yeah, growing up up until probably like grade seven or eight I got bullied so bad because I was such a pushover now it's like the opposite as like mm-hmm. no one can mess with me but it's back funny then it you, was you both have similar personalities with that you both are kind of like I don't want to use the word doormat but you both were very we were. sweet <laughs> yeah. and wouldn't stand up for yourself right mm-hmm. so that can definitely like catch up with you mm-hmm. so what does it look like for you now like now that you're 18 Meg's 22 what does it look like for you now or how do you cope deal however you want to word this what I've found is I feel like social anxiety like when I used to work in restaurants or like I worked at the gym I feel like if I exercise like my social muscle almost I feel better but if I'm kind of at home all the time if I even go to the grocery store it's like the most like anxious feeling so I feel like I almost have to like work at it and consistently work at it you know what I mean yeah so we were talking about that last night even we were ordering at a restaurant just saying like how stressful it is and you were like I have no idea that it's like that much goes on in your mind because I'm like oh my god the waiter's looking at me oh my god I'm gonna mess up what I'm saying and then I'm gonna think about it for the next three days (laughs) and she was like wow I didn't realize it was so bad I'm actually speechless because I like felt that (laughs) yeah (laughs) do you and how is it for you is it similar has it gotten better is it I honestly find when I'm at work, it helps the best. Right. So it is the same thing, like almost being out in Mm -hmm. social situations. Because I have to take orders and interact with customers all the time. I don't have time to think about my own thoughts. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm more, you know, starting up conversations with customers and stuff and trying to do my job well. So I, I honestly feel like that helped a lot. And when I'm just at home, like art is my biggest resource. Yeah. Um. And I'm sure Meg can say the same thing. (laughs) You both have that art, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what is it about art? Like, what is it that um, helps you? Like, what is it that you... I feel like there's so many things, like expression, obviously. And I feel like being busy with something so you're not thinking constantly. 
Like exactly. when I do resin, I'm very busy with my hands. Mm-hmm. And I even find if I'm like having a bad anxiety spell, I like to start cleaning everything. Like just being busy physically helps a right, lot. Right, right. And you're the same, Maddie? Or? Yeah. Um, I started bullet journaling um, a couple of years ago when I was with my ex-boyfriend, who's very controlling. Mm-hmm. I had no control over my life. And so I felt like I was able to control my own life that way. Like, I could plan it out. I could draw whatever I wanted. I could paint whatever I wanted. It just gave me control, almost. So, yeah. It also just allows me to express, like, how I'm feeling. Right. Without having to say anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. Because I feel like when you're talking about control, so much of my anxiety then stems into OCD, where it's, Mm. like, the rituals and obsessive thoughts. And I feel like it's the um, under the umbrella Right. anxiety and I don't like you know slipping into those OCD mindsets so art really helps do you have any of those as well Maddie like depression OCD or anything or is it just mostly panic and anxiety attacks um, I suffer from depression mm-hmm. um I still do that's why yeah. a lot of things have been going on in my life lately but I think it rooted from anxiety definitely yeah but for depression art helps as well right like it just allows me to do something keep me busy I can do art in my bed if I wanted to I don't have to get out of it yeah Mm -hmm. um I can just draw yeah if I wanted to so yeah I would definitely say and what do you feel like triggers or is there a trigger sometimes there isn't and that's the honestly what I find even worse at Mm -hmm. least if I know the route I can kind of reflect or like try to like work through it it almost yeah but when it's completely random, that's the worst. Like when we were driving yesterday and I was like, I can't, literally can't catch my breath. Yeah. And I just felt it. You know, the worst is when you feel like you're on the edge of it happening and you're trying yep. so hard not to go over mm-hmm. the edge and like have a full panic attack. Okay. So it's that like in between where I'm trying so hard to just relax. And yeah, I find that really hard. And what is your triggers, Maddie? I have quite a few, honestly. I was thinking about it. Any songs that like remind me of a certain person or event like just brings me back to that place Mm. like no matter how hard so I'll often like try to listen to that song just to try to come up with new memories okay to associate it with that's cool um also just like even certain like sayings okay will just like bring me back to like a person that said that Mm -hmm. or a certain moment like a certain place I was with my boyfriend a couple weeks ago when we drove past this place I went with my ex-boyfriend where like a lot of sh- stuff went down. You're allowed to swear. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put an E. Don't worry. Yeah. Get it all out. <laughs> where a lot of stuff went down and I just remember I just started having a panic attack. Right. Just because right. I knew I had been there before. Yeah. So I relate to the place thing. Yeah. You related well. to the music thing for a while too when you were her age. Yeah. I remember totally. it. Like you wouldn't listen to certain songs. Mm-hmm. But then you kind of did, you know, it's funny to see like the four year difference between you. Mm -hmm. Maybe you'll get to that point where music doesn't, you know, isn't a trigger for you. Right. Yeah. One of my worst triggers is anything health related because of my hypochondria. Like if Mm -hmm. I see anyone talking about like health in any way, it just I'm on Google and then I'm like looking up symptoms. Then she has it. And then she has it. And then, you know, she reads something. She like I know within a couple of hours (laughs) She's going to say she has those and she's Mm going to say I've had it for weeks. And I'm always like, have you have you though? (laughs) Really? Like, I don't think you have because I haven't heard you say anything about this. And you're very vocal about your health. So I I don't think you've had it for a couple of weeks. But, you know, you got to try. I always find you have to tread lightly because 
there's that fine balance of you don't want to tell someone they're wrong for feeling that way but it's also you also you also have to keep it real with them right yeah because mine like spirals so fast where it's like I can't convince myself that I'm not sick it's like I am and I'm gonna die and everyone's gonna have to carry on without me and it spirals into <laughs> it these does. like sorry I should things. not laugh but no it, it's really funny it's funny <laughs> because only because I've dealt with it for so long that it almost is comical when she's like have you heard of this disease? And and then in <laughs> an hour later, people in the world have it. And I know I do. And <laughs> yeah. I'll just be like, I'm pretty sure you don't. I think you're okay. But you know, if you're if you are concerned, we, you can go to the doctor and ask because you know, again, you don't want to tell yeah, them. And something else that looks different for me now is I was reading up on some OCD stuff, and they said like not to go to the doctor every time you think you're sick, and you're relying on outside sources to calm you down, right? Rather than actually dealing with it yourself. Yeah. Unless I was actually really sick, but like. Yeah. Overall, I try not to. Because then if I like, let's say I got an x-ray, I'd be like, well, they missed something like, you know, it's never going to be enough. No, you aren't right. ever going to get like yeah. where you have to get your answers within yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. You're definitely that. Yeah. And I think another thing is probably um, the amount of uh, those shows you watch. Sorry. Oh, guess. true crime. True crime. Yeah. Because oh, she is she's so <laughs> scared of someone breaking in the house or like even walking to her car in broad daylight. And and I think there's a balance of, yeah, you should definitely be careful. But she goes like, it's like a whole other level with her, right? Mm-hmm. Like she ha- has knives in her car. Mm-hmm. And under my pillow and everywhere, yeah. Yeah. The doctor yes. says I have paranoia. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> really? Don't know she's talking about. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird, yeah. But I'm like, for me, as someone who doesn't suffer from, from again suffer sorry who doesn't have anxiety and well I would say this year maybe I do but I think everybody does but um you know who doesn't have to deal with this I don't understand how she's not connecting wires to don't watch those shows if it's going to make it worse like it's (laughs) right it's like why would you watch something that's gonna perpetuate this because it's just so interesting (laughs) I know I get it completely (laughs) yeah and like I'm not as interested in like serial killers I'm interested in like the one random person that like kills their spouse yeah like snaps that's what I find fascinating it's it's the only thing that entertains me um okay so how do you guys feel supported by friends family like just tell break it down like what do you need to feel supported and what makes you feel supportive Um, well, one thing for me is if people don't take it personally, because I remember this one day, like I was telling my boyfriend, like, I just have this bad feeling. Like, I just feel like something bad is going to happen. And he's like, took it as like, there's something wrong with us. And it's like, no, like, I just want to vent and just let me vent and don't take it as there's something wrong with us or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That really bothers me Yeah. (laughs) when people do that. Like, he's usually good about it, but I think just being supportive and listening. Okay. And you, Maddie? Yeah. I was just going to say listening for sure. Don't diagnose me right. or try to give me advice off the bat. Sure, you can give me advice after I'm done Yeah, of where I can go from then. But in the moment, that's the last thing I want to hear. Do I you like unsolicited advice it. or do you like saying like, what do you think and getting advice or are you? Because I know for Meg, she does not like advice unless she specifically asks for it. Yeah. Is um, that something? I mean, like, that might not be an anxiety thing. That might just be a personal thing, but... Yeah, it definitely depends on the situation. Okay. Um, but so if you and I are shooting the shit, yeah. we're out for our Starbucks, we're mm-hmm. like, you know, catching up and you're telling me something, do you want me to say like, this is what I think you should do? Or do you want me to say like, just not kinda, until you ask? Right. Yeah, I kind of want to 
figure out on my own. Yeah. Like if you think I should do something, like start a conversation that will lead to me. Yes. It's the questions, right? Exactly. It's like, well, what mm-hmm. if you, you know, what mm-hmm. if you did something like this or what if, yeah. You, yeah. I That's what I've done with you too. I don't usually offer advice. Sometimes it's really hard, guys. I'm not going to lie. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sometimes for me, I'm like, this seems really clear. Like I yeah. see a clear path. But again, you're right. You have to let that person mm-hmm. figure it out, right? Yeah. Um, and therapy. Have you ever done therapy, Maddie? Um, not necessarily. So last year, my depression got really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And so I went to a psychiatrist in the hospital twice a month. Okay. Um, up until covid and I'm going back in December. Yeah. But I wouldn't necessarily say so. In high school, sorry, mom, if you're watching this, <laughs> um, I had a social worker come to talk to me. I forged my mom's signature. Yeah. Well, sometimes <laughs> but, you have to do that. And why did you feel you had to forge it? Did you feel like your mom wouldn't be supportive or would be? I or you just didn't want to even go down that path? I didn't want to go down that path because there was so much tension between the two of us already mm-hmm. um my ex-boyfriend my whole family could not stand him right he was really really bad for me and that's probably why I had to go to a social worker in the first place I was just so out of control yeah um so I talked to her and then she recommended that I see a therapist and so I went on that kind of journey but I never actually went to see a therapist because okay. my ex-boyfriend was not a fan of that right and was like they're going to tell you to break up with me so you can't go. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. He knew. Yeah. Um, But that's like my only like really therapy. Also, beside talking to you yeah. every single day. And yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, and also like I went to guidance, my guidance counselor every single day in high school. Yeah. Like during lunch. So, so it is helpful to have someone to kind of have that ear. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a. I love therapy. I think therapy is mm-hmm. I think everybody should go. Yeah. Whether you think you're the, you know, strongest, healthiest person mentally, physically, it doesn't matter to me. I think everyone can benefit from it. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I'm a big proponent of it. I liked group therapy that I went to in like grade 11 because it was more about tools to help you mm-hmm. rather than like just venting. So I'm like, I feel like I could kind of do that with friends or like you. Yeah. Whatever. Whereas I felt I know not everyone has that. Yeah, you know, like yeah. resource, but I just felt like with group, it was more about tools versus like talking yeah. about my issues. And it's funny because when it all happened and the doctor was like, you know, I think she could benefit from therapy, which we had done other in the past, but we were in a different you know, we were in a different phase than the one we did when maybe yeah, you were 13. Yeah, and before I went to like holistic, all natural therapy, yeah. and then I it was art therapy as art well. Art therapy which was and awesome. stuff, yeah. But, um, I remember you saying like, I don't want to do group. I'm not going to sit around with a bunch of people my own age and talk about my problems. And you were okay with the the one-on-one, which in the end, when you did it, you mm-hmm. liked the other one better. I did. So sometimes it's it's that reminder in life of that we have to keep an open mind, right? Yeah, and we can't totally. say we don't want to do something unless we just try it, right? Yeah, and I remember it was kind of cool because I didn't know anyone in group therapy. I think there was like 10 people or so. And then I remember, except there was this one girl that was in like grade nine when I was like in grade 11. And her and I like didn't talk, but we kind of passed each other in the hall and like smile because no one else ever, like I didn't tell anyone that we kind of had that little yeah. relationship. And it was just kind of cute. Right. About that. That you knew. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. You met. I think it's always good too to be around people your own age yes. and see that every 
everybody has a struggle. It might not be the extreme of yours or, or you know, like someone might have it worse than you or there's mm-hmm. always going to be varying degrees. But I think to be around your peers and see that everyone has something, right? Everybody yeah. is, is struggling really, right? Yeah. Like you were allowed to talk about your problems in group, but it was just like more about helping you and like mindfulness. And they taught us like so many different meditations and exercises, which yeah. I really, really like. Yeah, I would say after that, it really did improve for you mm-hmm. right like yeah. where you were more managing it as opposed to like at home there would be like I don't know what you call them meltdowns I don't mm-hmm. know what you want to call them but there would be episodes here and it was it was scary to see mm-hmm. and then you kind of got a better handle on things yeah like it you, changed everything yeah I loved it I know mm-hmm. it was really good right um so a big question I have is like so when I think we kind of touched on it, but let's try and dig a little deeper of like, so you have an outside person like myself or your parents or friends, like what is it that they can do for you is, is really just listen. Is there anything else that you could give them as, you know, for someone like me, I want to help if I can or be an ear, but is there anything else that you guys can think of? Um, I don't know. I would definitely just say don't try to fix me. Right. You can't, like it's something in my head. You are not able to fix it. I know you want to and you want to help, but the best thing you can do is just be there for me. Right. Listen to me, hug me, whatever I need. Don't try to force me to be okay because that's not going to help. Yeah. Um, If that makes any sense. No, it does. It makes perfect sense. It's interesting because it's also about learning what that specific person needs because I need to be alone most of the time if I'm like panicking. Which is really hard for me. Her and I, we we worked through it, but there are times when it's just hard because you're just like, you know how they're in pain and you know you know, or, or whatever they're feeling and you just want to be there for them. Right. And it's so hard. And I'm really open until I go through things. And then I'm just like, I just want to be by myself. I don't want outside influences. And that's just, yeah. But especially if I'm like literally having a panic attack, I have to be alone. I don't want people around me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like yesterday driving in the car, like what am I supposed to do when you're doing that? Yeah. I mean, we're on the highway. I can't be alone. Yeah, like I, I don't know. Do I turn yeah. the music off? Do I turn the music on? Do I keep talking? Do I not? Like it's uh, it's those, you know, like knowing what to do to help is is can be very tricky for an outside for someone like me for an outside person. Mm-hmm. Most definitely, there's that. Like maybe it's also about the person that's struggling to voice what they need if they can. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. it can be really hard, but right. just telling what you need. Yeah, because yesterday I was like, I don't know. Do I just She's telling me she's having trouble breathing. So do I just try and carry on and ignore it? Do I, you know, just maybe she needs the music off. Maybe she needs fresh air. Maybe, you know, and I'm trying to, you know, not make it worse. Because you don't want to do that as, as the, as like from my position. I don't want to make anything worse for either of you if I'm talking to you, right? And I think it's so hard to understand it if you don't go through it. Because you always say that. It's hard for you to understand because in your mind... I don't know you're like I don't understand why you're so stressed to like order at a restaurant like it seems I feel like anxiety is one of those things that sounds so silly out loud but it makes so much sense in your head and I wasn't saying it was silly yesterday I was fascinated yeah yeah Yeah. I was I never think your behaviors are silly that's just who you are and I totally accept it for me yesterday I was just like wow that is fascinating like for me 
I like I could care less. Like I'll order something if I order it wrong. I don't care. Like like I'll just say, mm-hmm. oh, that was wrong and whatever. Right. But I do stick my foot in my like I understand what <laughs> the thinking about things later because I do stick my mm-hmm. foot in my mouth a lot. Mm-hmm. And I will think about that. But I don't think of that as anxiety. I just think of it as me being a loud mother, <laughs> not thinking before I speak. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's why sometimes if I'm having a bad like anxiety OCD thought I say it out loud because then I realize how ridiculous yeah. it is out loud. Is that do you do that too? Well, I like to talk about what's going on. Yeah. And so if I'm alone like by myself at home and there's no one there I will set up my phone and film myself talking about okay. it. Okay. And like just so it's like I'm as if I'm talking to someone and usually while I'm doing those videos I figure out okay just like as I'm talking that this is what I need to do and do you find it's like the talking out loud thing as opposed to your head Mm -hmm. because it must be your head must be like does your do your thoughts go like a mile a minute and so when you're talking you have to be more thoughtful of what you're Mm -hmm. saying do you think that could be why yeah yeah oh yeah it's like a hamster on a wheel and it just goes really fast (laughs) sometimes my boyfriend will be like what's on your mind like what's wrong I'll be like, I don't even know where to start. Right. Like, yeah. I don't, do you want to open that door? You want to yeah. <laughs> get down? Yeah. You want to open that door? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. So what do you find for your boyfriends? What What is helpful? Just the talking. Yeah, listening. Again, listening. not taking it personal. It's like everything's fine with us. I just yeah. need to vent right. about myself. Or if I just have a random bad feeling, like it's just a bad feeling. And mm-hmm. yeah. Do you get those as well? Like this kind of dread feeling or this bad, like something's bad is happening. Is that what yours? It's not necessarily that. I don't even know how to pinpoint it. Sometimes we'll be driving around and my heart will just sink. Okay. Like it feels really heavy and I don't know why. Mm -hmm. And then my mood just drops. Okay. And it's really hard to pinpoint. Yesterday that happened to me and I asked my boyfriend, I was like, when did my mood switch? Mm -hmm. Because did... I, I don't remember anything triggering it. I just remember my heart dropping. Right. And I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. That must be really difficult because then at least if there is a like a, an actual trigger, you can kind of work your way back. Right. Yeah. But when it comes out of the blue, that must be really difficult to I navigate. Yeah. Because like we were having a great day. We were smiling, laughing, listening to our favorite music. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, mm. that's not right. Right. So... And the worst part I find is sometimes I like know something bad is going to happen, even if it's something small. And sometimes it's anxiety. So I don't know if it's mm-hmm. kind of some like psychic feeling yeah. or if it's anxiety. Yeah. I still can't figure out which is which. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because her and I both, Meg and I both have that where we yeah. can, we have these like weird premonition things. Yeah. But hers is also could be anxiety, which mm-hmm. mine generally isn't. But I have to say like this year, how do you guys find this year? Like on top of, you know, now we're dealing in with a, a pandemic do you find it worse nightmare as a hypochondriac (laughs) I I, that's not true though because you said the other day you're like this is my dream because everybody is masked and sanitizing it is that that (laughs) right you were like yeah I just pretend it's not happening sometimes that's the only way I can deal with it yeah do you find it worse this year or kind of the same it doesn't really matter what's happening in the world 
Mm, mine personally is a bit worse just because I find when I do resin and like package orders all day I'm alone so I'm not like exercising that social muscle like I was mm. saying so in that way I've found it a lot worse and I'm always scared of doing something wrong because of like the arrows on the ground and like everything's so different right now right. with all the restrictions with COVID so I'm always scared that someone's going to yell at me for like doing something wrong or going the wrong way in a store right. I don't know so do it does feel that way that. Maddie, as well or like do you feel but, like this year has been is worse or better or See, same. I've seen both. Okay. I've seen my absolute worst and I've seen my absolute best. Okay. Like, in Fascinating. My entire life. Yeah. Um, sometimes like being alone is exactly what I need. Yeah. I was like, people are six feet away from me. <laughs> that is yes, the greatest right. thing that could ever happen to me. Yes. You know, I don't like when people are too close. Yeah. So it's great for me. But also when I'm at work, then I have to worry about you know, if that person's sick and I'm going to bring it home to my family. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So that definitely makes it hard because I love being at work because it's something it exercises like my social muscles, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. It's really hard to explain. I have so much time to reflect on myself mm-hmm. that I feel like I'm becoming a better person. Yeah. But at the same time, I have so much time that I just get lost in my thoughts. Wow. So so it's like, it's just trying to find that maybe the balance, balance. right? Yeah. It was only until like three, two or three months ago, whenever August was that we went to our yoga retreat that it changed everything for me. So this is a new thing, but what helped so much was when they said you can't unthink anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm like, great. I've been dealing with this since I was eight and I never thought of that before. Yeah. But like when I'm anxious, you get down on yourself because you're like, okay, just stop, like right. relax. It's almost like a different side of you that you can't control. And so when they said like, you have to go into the body, like meditation, breathing. And then I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. And so now I do that. Yeah. And I used to like try to take time to like reflect every day, but then you really like live well I reflect all day naturally but like you live in your brain so much and it's good to just go into the body and relax those anxieties Mm -hmm. so that was really helpful do you do any like meditation or yoga or anything Maddie um I don't do yoga but I do meditate yeah um usually when I can't sleep and like I'm just having really bad thoughts um even sometimes at work like if I dealt with a bad customer or something and I'm just really anxious I'll go into the break room and just breathe for like a couple minutes and it's just the deep breathing is what helps you find yeah yeah I find that and I feel like when you're meditating thoughts come in and out whereas Mm -hmm. if you're just thinking they stay yeah that's the biggest thing I find because when you're meditating you can kind of like okay deal and then push it away Mm -hmm. sort of or not push it away but like move on from it kind of thing and things flow more clearly Mm -hmm. I feel because you're breathing and you're calm whereas they might just keep running if you're not I love meditating. I have to say, I don't, I wish I did it more. I, I do find it has helped even in the last couple of weeks. It's been a good shift. Like I, I would say I went through the last few weeks were pretty dark. Like I felt like very mm-hmm. negative and very dark. And the last like week or so we got, first of all, we got a treadmill. So I've been walking more. And so exercise I find really helps. And I have been trying to meditate and I have found it has helped. I feel like I feel so I I mean just for the little bit I have had this year it must be so um just heavy to deal Mm -hmm. with it's kind of debilitating yeah yeah because I I just feel like it's yeah it's just I would be so worried like tomorrow am I gonna have it or you know do you guys ever have those thoughts or not really just kind of go I never get worried about myself Oh, okay. I always worry about my family. Okay. Or what people I've come into contact with. Okay. So 
I'll be fine at work, but then I'll come home and I'll be like, oh, did like something happen? Like, did I remember to wash my hands after? Right. You know, I took off my gloves. Did I do this? Did I do that? Yeah. Because I don't want to give it to my family. No. If I have it, I don't care. I'll just isolate. Yeah. But I don't know what I would do if I was responsible for giving it to someone else. And I think a lot of people feel that way mm-hmm. this year, right? A lot of people have that worry of like, I don't want to be the one that spreads it. Mm-hmm. I want to be part of the solution, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. By like doing what we've been told to do, right? Mm-hmm. But it's hard when other people aren't doing it that's out of our control unfortunately I was just about to say control and like surrendering to the things you don't have control over because even with my boyfriend like he goes to work on the train he stays in bunk houses like if he were to bring something home like I have no control over that and Mm -hmm. I'm like pretty much doomed if he brought it home like I'm gonna get it so feeling like okay there are aspects of this I can't control no matter how careful I am yeah that sucks Mm -hmm. it does for sure uh well this is good great conversation is there anything you want to add maddie that we didn't like touch on or that you feel like you would like you know to spread some knowledge um i would just like to tell people that anxiety and depression is really hard Mm -hmm. it's very difficult and i can't even say i I know exactly what you went through meg i don't know that because Mm -hmm. i'm not you so i would really just say that everyone is strong for like going through it it's Mm -hmm. so difficult to deal with those thoughts and like yeah the physical aspects that it brings with it and just you deal with that every day that's difficult most people wouldn't be able to handle that so yeah just you're strong yeah yeah and I think it's cool that even though we both might deal with anxiety it's in such different ways Mm -hmm. that we might like deal with it and like feel supported so it's like we could say what helps us in feeling supported but it's about that person also finding their own thing that makes well and I think it's good for them to have people around them that understand Mm -hmm. what they're going through right and and how to help them and or be there for them and yeah yeah. because you're even like a huge empath and it's still hard for you to understand why it might be difficult for us to do the most that's what it feels like it's like the most simple tasks are so Mm -hmm. difficult yeah (laughs) But yeah, whoever's dealing with it is strong because it's a lot every single day. Never goes away. Some days are worse than others, though. Some days I feel like I can get through it. I'm kind Mm -hmm. of okay. And other days it's like debilitating. Yeah. Yeah. And I would also say it doesn't even matter if they understand. Yeah. Because most people aren't going to. Never. Right. Yeah. Neither Mm -hmm. of you will ever truly understand what I go through. Yeah. But at the same time, it's you're supportive of me. Yes. And I think that's what's so important. Right. You're making the effort to try to understand. Or just try to know what. Try to know. Or how to. Yeah. I like the word effort. I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that too. That's a good word. Right. Mm Because at least just making. Yeah. The effort of just knowing like, what do you need? What can I do? What can I. How do you feel? How do you want to feel supported? Like how. Like, what can I do, right? Yeah, because it takes a long time to even get to that point, I think, mm-hmm. where you can voice what you need and yeah. know what you need to do for yourself. Yes. That even takes a long time to mm-hmm. figure yeah. out. Yeah, for sure. But as long as you're putting effort, like, it's all you can do. And it's, like, it makes us really grateful. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Well, that's just a great... Maybe we can touch on it again in a few months. See how everybody's another yeah. little check-in. Yeah. It's a good... Mm-hmm. It's a good starter for talking about this. And, you know, maybe we'll go home tonight or whatever and we'll start thinking of oh I could have said this and this and then you know we'll come maybe we'll come back together in a few months and talk again I want to thank you both for just like really putting yourselves out there I know it's difficult sometimes but I think it will help people and 
you know, this isn't, it should not have a bad stigma of just things you deal with. Everybody deals with something, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and sometimes, you know, if you have a broken leg, you're going to get more sympathy than someone who's dealing with anxiety and it's not fair. It should be, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever people are dealing with, it should be supported and it's kind of interesting you say a broken leg because I feel like you know we know medically how to make that better but with anxiety it's such a like confusing road to figuring Mm -hmm. it out it is for sure it's just knowing that person I guess right Mm -hmm. and what what they need and how they can be helpful and whatnot well thank you girls thank you Maddie thank you I really appreciate you coming and putting yourself (laughs) out there and having this conversation and I think it's really important like I said and Mm -hmm. You know, maybe we'll do it again in a few we'll months def- or something. I want to do this again. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely keep some notes and then we'll be come back together, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Oh, do you want to plug your your stuff? Your art. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. So I have an art account for my bullet journal, which is just Bullet Journal Maddie, and my regular Instagram account is just Maddie Hogben. Nice. Yeah. Well, thanks, Maddie. Mm-hmm. Appreciate Thank you, you coming. Guys, I appreciate it. Yeah. And this will air in a couple of days. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it'll be a Wednesday. We, we go out hump day. <laughs> yeah. We like hump yeah. day. I don't know. We picked hump day for the Dion girls. So, mm-hmm. so thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you, girls, for putting yourselves out there and being so vulnerable. And we will see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.